0: Picture this, you and your boyfriend just moved into a new apartment. Your clothes are still packed up, empty carpet lays where the soon-to-be furniture is supposed to go. Boxes are set up in the living room with dinner, a laptop, and celebratory tequila sitting upon them. And although this new space is as bare as can be, you're both okay with it, because you know what it holds for your future. But how would you react if with one slip of the tongue, that future never comes. This is the case of Maria Nemeth. Hello everybody and welcome to True Crime Banter. The podcast aimed to bring you your dose of murder relaxation. So, just sit back and enjoy. and welcome back to another episode of the true crime manager podcast hi i don't know if people can tell but i'm i'm feeling a lot better i've been i mean we've (laughs) both been pretty pretty sick the last few episodes i'm sure they were super
1: concerned well listen okay all right whatever
0: but um i'm actually
1: don't worry guys. he's recovering just fine with the liquid iv yeah and and like
2: (laughs) <laughs> what uh, right, what else is like
0: super popular out there to try i don't know emergency i don't know hospital I are, like, stuff the same thing i don't, don't
1: know but don't anyway know. hi but, hi yeah i'm, I'm alive covering
0: to the doing good tonight's case yeah yeah for finally. once finally yeah. you know, a month later it feels like yeah uh we don't have any bit of banter today yeah because this is another little bit longer one so we don't want to or we do want to spare you guys of the the pain of a third of our name
1: sometimes it can be painful even being us True and, at least for me, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I told you okay. this on our last episode that came out, and I was listening to it on the way to work. I don't always listen to our episodes, but it is nice to sometimes hear it and be like, "Oh, this went over too long, or maybe we'll put music here next time, or insert a clip, or it whatever."
0: Weird, I said that weird. I don't know Things like Yeah,
1: that. exactly. Like sometimes critique. Yeah, hearing yourself make, like, "Wow, I say um a lot, or whatever," right? Um, what? Yeah, and sometimes for my liking there is too much talking and <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you officially but are on the when true i crime, say no there's banter. too
1: much there is actually too much right. because i could talk forever so when i feel like it's gone on too long it must actually have been two hours of I, talking
0: i'd like to know how many people are in their car or working an hour or wherever whenever you listen to us which by the way just Tell us in like a review or something like that. Yeah, no, I would it love actually it should be kind
1: of cool to know like when and where. I wanna
0: know though how many of them right now are being like you guys are are talking about yeah, being way up. too yeah. long. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sometimes it's fine right five ten minutes and we're aware of it like let's wrap this up and then sometimes we're like let's keep talking
0: about the same thing forever and then spin it around (laughs) and talk about the same thing again
1: we're working on it yeah thanks for bearing with us guys yeah we'll get better i promise
0: back to what i was saying though no (laughs) no bit of (laughs) banter for today yeah that was kind of it so there you go guys um what i do have or do want to say before we get into the case tonight of maria nemeth is that uh this is one of those cases that is going to stick with you, I think yeah, uh, I recently found out about this case, and when when I find out about a new case and it's like I've never heard of anything like this, or like it hit me a different way, I was like, okay, I definitely gotta cover it, right, but also i we discussed I wasn't sure if we should do this one because it's a little graphic i Mm -hmm. guess a little out of our um not realm but i don't know it's just to me it hits a little different for my true crime
1: yeah i think there was a point where i probably would have said nothing's too graphic just because not trying to make light of stuff but there are people that do want to hear vague storytelling about things and details do not interest people and then right. there's people like me that want to hear everything Every piece. even if it is terrible yeah. i just want to hear it
0: and you'll look up crime scene photos too yes to see to really see it yeah like, like while
1: i'm driving or that's always trying good. to fall asleep yeah and that's i know that's great there people to do while like driving looking
0: up photos of crime scenes i
1: mean both of those aren't really healthy but but when you kind of gave me a little bit of an overview of this one i feel like i was kind of like didn't know what you were going to tell me. And then you told me a little bit. And I was like, yeah. Even I was like, maybe let's not. A little much. To and me, I- to me, there's a difference between like maybe like chopping up body parts and then other things you yeah. can do that we'll get into later. That mm-hmm. I'm like, that's too far. Yeah. Dismembering? No problem. Yeah. I but mean, you did two hours. The things hours you're going to tell us is beyond that.
0: Right. Yeah. I-, I would say, or I mean, it's on the same we'll we'll let you you know what we'll let you (laughs) guys decide (laughs) yeah but i do want to say um this case heavily discusses various acts of sex yeah uh it also involves gruesome acts of both domestic domestic abuse sorry yeah and sexual assault so um
1: huge warning here
0: gruesome is not even like it doesn't describe the what we're going to go over so
1: well also too i think what we talked about is that you're not going to be super detailed yeah. about stuff because well, you could be disgustingly gross about it
0: try to go about it a way that i think is not disrespectful or nonchalant about it
1: right no, and no, no. so
0: there's going to be things that are discussed that are very um yeah disturbing i think
1: i'm sure if people were, were to look this up there are going to be sources that would make it
0: Oh yeah yeah. Extreme. Oh, there's tons of articles that I went over. I was like, you guys are just so like blunt straight to the point. Yeah, And I get it because it's it's really news articles that covered it and they're just trying to get the clicks. Exactly, but, which is um, so gross. Yeah, a lot of this and and you guys will see we're going to let Fidel, the person involved in this, yeah. uh, kind of tell the story for us. Yeah. So, hopefully that helps. If you guys don't like anything that is worse than like a a vicious stabbing, then definitely pass on this one yeah and uh yeah that's pretty much all i've got to say as we try (laughs) as christian over here is attacking our cat with a a beanie so um yeah if you guys don't like you know horrendous acts feel free go back listen to a different one um but yeah no bit of banter for today we're just going to get right into it once again this is going to be the case of maria Nemeth. 911, what is your emergency? Hello?
2: Uh, My girlfriend's fucking in the bathroom. She's going to be fine. I'm here. She's going to be, Come, here, gonna be Come on. Okay, okay. Come here, I can. Please. I can't understand. <laughs> i she was speaking to you. I not know. I don't know no, when she went to the bathroom. and like, when I went there, she was, was in like,
0: So that was the voice of 24-year-old Fidel Lopez during a 911 call that he made at 3:39 a.m., September 20th, 2015, in Sunrise, Florida. Because of the sheer panic in his voice, along with his heavy Cuban accent, it's hard to make out exactly what he's saying. Uh, but through a few repeat listens you're able to understand the few very important statements that he makes. So you can hear, hurry up, man, my girlfriend's slumping in the bathroom. She cannot breathe, and she's going to die, man, come on. That she that Lopez is screaming about is his 31-year-old Peru-born girlfriend, Maria Nemeth. Now, a little bit of backstory. Uh, Maria and Fidel, they began dating just over a year before this occurred. Uh, a year and two months is what Fidel says during his interrogation. The two of them seem to be your typical happy new couple. Happy enough that they had actually been living together through multiple apartments during this one year span. Hmm. So I think that would be like, you know, six month lease here and there. And uh, this includes their most recent apartment.
1: I'm sorry, really quick. Um, is this case a U.S. case? Yes. so okay, this
0: just checking. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And, because of and, the uh, two people aren't from here, right. so I didn't know. Sunrise, Florida. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So, the interesting thing about this apartment, though, that they're living in, is that Maria actually works for this new apartment complex. Hmm. So, I don't know if they're renting it under, like, both of their names, or maybe it's just hers, or if she's getting, like, you know, benefits. Right. But, uh, that's kind of beside the point uh, The the point is that the two of them, they got this new apartment not even a week before this 911 call was made. Okay. Which brings us to this night in question. Why is Maria slumped over in the bathroom? And what makes Fidel think that she's on the verge of dying? Well, like I kind of alluded to earlier, I want to take you guys into the interrogation room as the officers who responded to this call try to figure out exactly that here's the investigators asking fidel about the events of
2: that night um you get off work and you come home to the apartment or you go somewhere else no i went straight to the apartment uh take a shower and then um she was cooking dinner it was ready made and what did you guys eat eat? at the house yeah what did you eat we uh, she made chicken Mm -hmm. chicken um and uh, beans and rice okay so we just eat and we went to Miami. Okay. Then when we get out from, from Halea, we just we just went straight to the to the, the Chili's, right? Next to the apartment. Okay, so you went to Chili's before going back home? Exactly. Okay, exactly. Right. Okay. And you got the Chili's around what time? Oh, we get to Chili's around like 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock, 8, 15, something like that. I'm not pretty sure, but it's, it was just something like that. Okay, and then how long did you stay there for? We stayed there for like an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes, know an twenty minutes. Okay. We only drink. Uh, she drink one uh, one margarita. I drink two margaritas actually. We drink uh, one and a half each of those. So, okay. Know, because the other one we, we split. Sure. Yeah, we sure Was anybody else with you? No, just me and her. Okay. And oh. the bartender. We went straight to the bar. We we were in the table, nothing. Okay. Other. So you guys go get the chilies, have a margarita, and <laughs> where do you guys go? Um, and we went to the liquor store, to ABC right in front of our the small, at the, the side and uh, yeah you know, mm-hmm. and then we buy a bottle of um the, um 18 1800 something like that okay I, I, I never drink that before so that's tequila yeah that's tequila okay. it's tequila so all right we buy that we went to the house around what time did you get back to the house oh. i mean you, uh, you get... well, so it, it wasn't like not far away from it wasn't even ten o'clock, i believe so so before 10 yeah i think so Okay. Before 10, before 10. Anybody at the house when you get back? No, sir. All right. Uh, no one lives with you. Just you two live there together. Yeah, I right. just mean to have anybody over. No one visiting. No, nobody, nobody, okay. nobody. Um. All right. So tell me about the night from when you get back to the house.
0: Thoughts on that at all? Um.
1: I think if I was listening to it versus watching it, like I just did, I might have different thoughts because I'm not able to see it. So I instinctively, I'm like more sketched out cuz i can't see it so mm-hmm. i err on the side of like he probably looks Lion weird or something but i'm watching it and i'm like uh eh. obviously you're being interrogated or spoken to because something happened right yeah. right so i'm just going based off of like something bad must have happened and how are they acting yeah and he seems pretty calm i agree but watching him he kind of i don't know the hand motions and yeah yeah, But also, I would expect if something bad was happening or if somebody was guilty or whatever it is, right, to be a little bit more erratic or nervous or whatever. Almost he like, just, oh,
0: I hope they didn't catch me type of thing. Or what how it, do I get out of this? What it
1: looks like more so is that something happened and he's frazzled not i'm nervous that they're gonna catch me in a lie it almost looks like i don't know there's i I like almost like he's distracted yeah. that something happened and he's trying to like think about what happened and also answer questions right kind of so put watching put it i'm like eh, he doesn't really look super yeah. guilty of anything so
0: for anybody that was maybe having trouble i mean it, it was pretty clear yeah he, he's can speak pretty good English. Yeah. Um. He can't read it though, which is interesting. Oh. Okay. So that was kind of one of the things. Uh, hmm. The defendant. Yeah. Or you know. Besides
1: the 911 call, which obviously was weirdly like yeah. I couldn't understand very anything. Frantic. Yeah.
0: Um. But, but yeah, he so,
1: spoke very clearly yeah. there. Yeah.
0: So right now, so far, he's explained that they got off work. Um. I I cut up the I guess interrogation or questioning a oh, lot okay. for some of these. Uh, clips that I'm going to share. Okay. Um, he explains that they kind of went and saw some family near Miami and then they went to Chili's, had a few margaritas, went to a liquor store, got some 1800 tequila, and then basically went home for the night. Yeah. Um, once home, Fidel continues to explain that since they didn't have any furniture, uh, they shifted kind of some many little tables out of their unpacked We've boxes. done this before. We're I was I put a note in here. We can very much I kind of chuckle. Oh, I, I, I think so many
1: people can. Yeah,
0: we we've been living here for over <laughs> 8 months now. We still don't have a coffee table or end tables, yeah. and we use stools right now while we're eating listen, dinner on occasion. Listen. Listen. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. We're we're working towards it.
1: But when you had the opening section, right that opening like what was it? Dinner and boxes or something, uh-huh. and yeah, yeah. tequila and whatever. Like no furniture and that whole thing. I'm like, that literally that sounds us. like yeah. That's I mean, other did. people I'm sure too, oh, but yeah. that weirdly specific like alcohol oh, on this yeah. little no, like I'm cardboard. Sure. Table. Everybody's like exactly, I <laughs> yeah, know exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, especially you, you've been but there, but you week. don't care. Yeah. You're like no, whatever. you're just like yeah. we are we're, we're exactly here right like, now, we're here, right? Yeah. Anyway, yes. Fidel continues telling the officer that. The two of them are just having random conversations, listening sorry listening to music on their laptop, uh, taking countless shots of tequila, and in general just having a good time. So once again, kind of just sounds like one of our Friday nights, I suppose. Yeah, (laughs) dude. Tequila Wednesday nights
1: be crazy (laughs) Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah, just not the tequila. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, there's one specific conversation though that arises during their, I guess time of enjoyment on the Saturday night, and that seemingly sparked all of the events for the rest of the night. Oh, boy. Now, again, warning for everybody listening, uh, this is where the heavy discussion of sexual acts begins. Okay. So I'm going to let everyone hear it from Fidel's mouth, uh, but this is everyone's last warning to basically change the episode if they're not uh, into this, I suppose. So here is Fidel uh, kind of giving the the officers an idea of what was going on.
2: Okay. The two bosses on the floor in the, in the dinner room. And then we start drinking and talking and listening music. And, you know, we have a lot of shock of the gala. Then, you know, you know uh, in, my, in my position, me, I can handle it. You know I can handle dreams, because some you know sometimes uh, you know you go a little crazy, and she was she was a lot crazy, and so she was asking me for stuff that she never asked me for for that before. Like so, okay. you when, know, like, you know the thing with the arm and shell like that. and mm. you know I never done that shit with nobody, especially with her. So. So what? Explain what what kind of stuff was she asking? What do you mean with the arm? I mean. It's first she start talking like uh, something like, you know, like I, I was uncomfortable with it, you know, like, oh, one day I want, you, I want you to put a bottle on my pussy. you know, sorry, I'm just talking right now with you guys, no, yeah. you know, I you mean, want you know, to you be know, open, and open her and, absolutely, and, you know, you're, and not dis- you're not disrespecting her, you're just telling us what she told you, what yeah. she, had, what she you know, wanted but, you to do, you know, and it's no disre- not disrespectful. You know, I'm a man. I'm I'm her man. So whatever she asks me, I will do it. Okay, you know, whatever it is, I don't care what it is. Even if she want me to put my hand in her pussy, I put it. Okay, I put it. So she was telling me that, and then I don't I'm I do not remember really uh, if I did it with the bottle too, or if I did not, because I really I was really really really. What, what kind of what kind of bottle are you talking about? It's a beer bottle. A beer bottle. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. So there's that.
1: Okay.
0: Again, I know it can be difficult to sometimes understand what he's saying. Yeah. uh, But I guess to summarize it all, he basically said that he and Maria were drinking quite a bit, and at one point Maria brought up the idea of Fidel using, and I put, I'll say, uncommon Uh, Mm -hmm. objects during sex yes mentioning both a beer bottle and as Fidel put it his arm okay and Fidel being quote-unquote her man says that he will do for her whatever she asks which I put here somewhat admirable but only in the very listen very incredibly broad context of a standard relationship right if you know, I want to make of you course. happy. You want to make it like you're assuming. And what, I'm not talking about sexually. I'm talking no, about just like trying to make somebody happy in
1: general. Yes. Very but you're broad. also assuming in general that this is the only reason it's admirable is because there's consent involved. Correct. And that if your partner's into something, you would want them to be open. You don't have to agree with it or be into it. Right. But.
0: But you're not judging them.
1: Yeah, it, exactly. Suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so you're all, you're almost it. like, oh, well, that's kind of him. That's nice of him yeah. to be open to it, you know, but that's also assuming that's, that it's
0: consensual. I put it right here. Um, and you're listening to one out of the two people. As we go through this case, you'll find there's nothing admirable about Fidel and the Right, slightest. I'm sure. Because here we are. So, yeah, as he continues telling investigators what follows, he explains that he and Maria continue drinking and talking. Which eventually led to sex, and the two of them partaking in the aforementioned uncommon acts. Mm -hmm. Fidel explains that they were in the bedroom having sex. Actually, I'll cover it later. They call it a closet throughout this entire questioning. Okay. It's kind of a walk-in closet in the bedroom. Okay. Um, Just a big area, I guess, a section of the bedroom. Okay. So they begin incorporating the different objects mentioned before, starting with the beer bottle. And after the beer bottle, Fidel then transitions to using his arm. And so this interrogation or this questioning is over three hours long, almost three and a half hours. And this is the very next morning of like five hours later. And from the very beginning, You kind of heard it in that clip. Fidel always referred to this act as using his arm. Okay. So at certain points during this questioning, the two officers, they're trying to keep Fidel comfortable and talking to them. Yeah. So they kind of go back and forth with Fidel. Like, you know, we're we're all grown adults here. We're guys. We know. I could tell by that
1: last clip. Yeah, you're not being disrespectful. Just tell us. Exactly. Yeah, 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 they're kind of
0: coaxing him, you know, making him feel comfortable. But they refer it to... The, using his fist, okay, which I think is probably the more common term used, right? Yeah, um, but Fidel always referred to it as his arm for the okay. most part, which I guess could be the language barrier, could not be. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not sure, right? Anyway, Fidel tells the officers that after using the beer bottle, Maria and him transitioned from the bedroom to the bathroom, which is where he then uses arm. Okay. In the words of Fidel, it was after he used his arm that Maria said that she felt like she was going to throw up and that she wanted Fidel to leave the bathroom in case she did. Okay. Which I think makes sense. I mean, you don't want to be throwing up in front of, no matter how comfortable or uncomfortable you are with, you know, throwing up's not a fun thing to do in front of people. Right. So Fidel, he did just that. He tells investigators that he closed the bathroom door, keeping it cracked just slightly, and went to head out onto their patio to smoke a cigarette. Prior to this, though, Fidel notices two things. The first one, there's a good amount of blood on both his hand slash arm and the carpet in their bedroom. And the second, the glass door to their patio is completely shattered. Okay. Now here's the thing that has yet to be discussed uh, up until this point where they've discussed all of this in this interrogation or questioning, uh, Here's the thing that both Fidel and the investigating officers were all aware of. But again, haven't discussed. And that's in regard to the state of the apartment when emergency services arrived that night. And we'll post some photos. I'll actually pull some up here for you right now uh, on my phone so you can look. We'll post them on our Instagram so you guys can see as well. Um, So when responding officers arrived to the 911 call... And there's only a few photos there, so you can take a look. There was blood smeared all over the apartment, multiple holes punched into various walls, and like I stated before, the glass door to their patio was completely shattered. Yeah. Yeah. Typical, right?
1: Yeah. Wow. So in the words
0: of Fidel, the apartment was completely pristine until that night, but he was very drunk And when he gets drunk, he can get very angry and very physical.
1: That's good. Okay.
0: But he said he knows to never put his hands on a woman and that as he's done in the past, he will do things like punch holes in the walls and apparently shatter glass doors. When asked what is, or I I guess when asked what it was uh, that made him so angry, he states that he doesn't know. He can't remember because he was too drunk and he doesn't even remember punching holes into the wall. He only remembers the glass being shattered because that's what he had to walk through when he went out to smoke a cigarette.
1: Yeah, looking at these pictures, there are going to be people that won't look this up. They're driving, whatever it is. The window, um, the picture is just the frame of the slider. And all and of the glass is on the patio. And it's like... All it, over. It's not even just all over, but also like how it broke is like little grains of sand. There's yeah. no big pieces. Yeah, no, shattered. There's nothing left amongst the inside of the frame. Not like maybe you punched a hole in it or something. It looks like... It's like, like if
0: you, you had a screen door on your slider door and right. you took the screen out and of it. And you
1: cut out the screen yeah. made of glass. It's completely empty. Yeah. And there's... A huge spot of blood. Yes. Puddle of blood in the closet area you mentioned. Yep. And I see the little makeshift tables they made. Cute.
0: Mm. And then obviously the-
1: With limes and salt and the little, I get it, they were drinking, having a good time. And the giant fucking hole in the wall with blood all around it. So, yeah, go ahead and continue, but-
0: Yeah, it was- That's some
1: real shit right there.
0: Exactly. And he claimed that he- only remembers the glass being shattered because that's where he went out to smoke a cigarette.
1: Okay, I mean, you easily could just remember that part, but what the fuck? Yeah, Walking into that, I would assume somebody died.
0: Almost, yeah. Yeah. So it was after that cigarette that Fidel then walks back into the apartment towards the bathroom, where instead of the sound of Maria possibly throwing up, Mm -hmm. he hears her basically gasping for air.
1: Jeez. Okay.
0: That's when he calls nine one one, which is the call we heard at the beginning, very frantic. Yeah, uh, where he's in a panic because Maria, like he said, is slumped over in the bathroom, seemingly unconscious. The nine one one phone call was placed at three thirty nine a.m. the morning of September twentieth. By four o two a.m., Maria was pronounced dead due to loss of blood. It was just two hours into the interrogation that Fidel Lopez started to break. Little by little, he explains that he was drunk. Very drunk and enraged. At first, he couldn't remember why he was so enraged, but with the help of investigators, his drunken memory started to slowly come back. The following events are what really happened that night. Fidel explains that everything prior to them getting home is true. The drinks at Chili's, even the music and tequila once they got home, that all happened. At one point, Maria told Fidel that she was considering going back home to Peru for an extended period of time to be with her family. This upset Fidel, because it was going to leave him both without a girlfriend and without a ride to work while she was gone, which... I wasn't really sure, this is something he, he mentioned and maybe he was just trying to come up with an excuse, but I wasn't sure what that meant because she worked at the apartment complex so she could just walk to work. So he had been using her car to drive to work each morning hmm. and you would think that if she's going to be gone somewhere, like that's more free reign, but I thought maybe she was going to sell the car to like fund her mm-hmm. trip, so. Yeah, um, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I'm I'm not exactly sure. Right what that meant. But uh, what I do know obviously is that this upset Fidel and they began to argue but not to the point of outrage. In fact, he said they eventually made up and made peace with each other. The night continued and shot by shot they both grew increasingly intoxicated. Sometime a couple hours into the night, the two did begin having sex in the kitchen and eventually moving it to the bedroom slash closet Once in the closet, the two continued having sex, but Fidel explains that Maria was practically passed out. He said that she was able to mumble a few words here and there, but she clearly was not coherent, and he even agrees that he was borderline just as blacked out. Um, but, in a sense, he was much more with it, Than Maria. And I put with it in quotes because, like, I mean, like, still able to function. Yeah. It was during this time in the closet that twice Maria murmured the name of her ex husband, something that enraged Fidel in his drunken state. Fidel states that it was at this time that he got up and left the room, started trashing the apartment, punching holes into the walls, and obviously shattering the glass door. He doesn't remember what he used to shatter it with. He just knows that it was at this point that he did it. He then went back into the bedroom, where Maria still lay on the closet floor, practically unconscious now, and he began the unspeakable acts of inserting foreign objects into her. The objects included a broken beer bottle, his fist, or as he says, arm, and Maria's flat iron that she used to straighten her hair. There's a number of other items from the crime scene that people suspect he also may have used, but those three are the ones that he admits to remember doing.
1: Oh, my God. And You would have told me any one of those three, and I would have thrown up. But all of them? Yeah. Okay, and not that this is even, like... (laughs) I don't know, but not that it matters, but like a beer bottle, a little bit more aerodynamic. A broken right. beer bottle, what does that even mean? Like, all I'm imagining is sharp edges and like, oh my God, I'm gonna throw up, I'm gonna throw up. Let's, yeah, yeah. oh my God.
0: Yeah. <sighs> and all this time, during this entire time, I should say, Fidel said that Maria was completely silent. Eventually during what was likely the final, what I consider, assault, Fidel states that he stuck his fist into Maria's uh, rectum, backside, um, pushed his arm in up to his elbow, grabbed whatever he could, and pulled it all out.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And whatever he could in that sentence was Maria's intestines. Maria on the verge of certain death now, still lied there unconscious. Not a sound was made by her, per Fidel's interrogation recordings. Hmm. Afterwards, he dragged her to the bathroom, splashed some water on her face in the hopes of maybe waking her up, and when that did nothing, he cleaned the blood off of himself, went outside to smoke that oh-so-important cigarette, and call 911. Not 25 minutes later, Maria Nemeth was pronounced dead. And two years after all of this, Fidel Lopez was finally sentenced to life in prison without a chance of parole.
1: Yeah. Fucking good. If you didn't give that to him, I don't know who else fucking deserved it.
0: Yeah. Now, I. Okay. That's the end of the case obviously yeah um i i wanted to point out there and i i tried to allude to it in that last paragraph or two um because with her silence during yeah. all of this that i like to think that she was unconscious for it yeah all. right i don't know at for that sure, point with
1: the broken beer bottle and the fist and all of it all of it right you would hope and also with the alcohol, right? I would yeah. hope that that would already get you more than halfway there as far as being unconscious. Yeah. yeah. I I would like to think that too. I'm just going to err on the side of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: It makes me feel better about the entire I situation. I hope her parents
1: and family do the same thing. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah, and obviously
0: her parents still lived in Peru. Yeah. And so they had to find out about this through, you know, a phone call or, I mean, I guess everybody finds out typically through a phone call, but. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean it. This is something that, like I talked about in the beginning, and we talked about just the other day before I told you this was the case that I wanted yeah. to cover. I don't think I'm gonna ever forget this one. No, the I might forget the names, you know, the very the specific details of, you know, how was it early in the morning, what year it was, but that the the details that really stick with you. Yeah, I'm not not gonna be forgetting those
1: yeah that's quite a bit yeah yeah that's just i think everybody's had some kind of like alcohol experience where you say something or someone you know said something and you're like what the fuck and whether you chalked it up to just being intoxicated or you guys ended up talking about it the next day or maybe you never talked again i don't know we all have an experience with it but to think that like this girl already probably on the verge of like passing out maybe like on a normal night, would probably just go to bed, take a shower, whatever it is, right? Or maybe like he would tuck her in if he was yeah. not a piece of shit, you know, and wake up the next morning, whatever, it is, and hopefully talk it over. And in her unconscious state of mind, just said something. Yeah. So that so led to the death.
0: The the thing about, I'm not I'm not torn about Fidel. No. Like I'm you no. you did that. Yeah. The thing is though he has seemingly owned up to it okay. um in a way that he he's accepted the life sentence because he says that's he knows it you know him taking a life needs to be repaid for yeah um when during that questioning towards the end where he's really gotten into the details about it all, I don't know if you could say it's like remorse, but he you can tell that kind of what you alluded to at the beginning, like something you weren't really sure when you watched the first clip of him being questioned, but It was like he knew something bad happened. He he can't really like put together what though, and like if he you know intended to do that from the beginning. Yeah, um, there's a lot of situations I think in a lot of people's lives where alcohol plays a big part in just some of the worst times. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't have to be death. You know, it could just be arguments or right. you know, disagreements, I suppose, that yes. escalate just because of alcohol. Yep. Uh, he, Fidelity, in this questioning even says, you know, if I wasn't as drunk as I was, I probably would have just left the apartment like I've done before with people, and, you know, none right. of this would have happened.
1: I mean, who knows if that's true. Right. Because you're a piece of shit. Yeah, because
0: but- yeah, you don't... And And this is where the <laughs> things get tough. He's Cuban, and so they're very... I don't want to say they... He, yeah, yeah. he, and his family are religious, and they he chalks it up to this was an act of the devil in him. Okay. and he says people who don't know God or understand God the way that his family does, that they won't understand. Like the psychiatrists don't understand that this was an act of the devil. Hmm. So I, which gotcha. makes me feel less, you know. Yeah, but
1: about also him. that's just how he was raised. That's yeah. his explanation for it. But and you can. Two of those things can still be right. Right. Yeah. 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 It can be what you think is Satan. And, and also, also, too, the you can have a mental it. health yeah. issue as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: So it. Yeah. It makes you want, you know.
1: I will say, though, once again, we're not giving him any fucking credit at all. But I am glad that this isn't something that we have to, like, try and drag out of him for years to no. fucking come. And. No,
0: it took two hours in a questioning.
1: Also too, this isn't really a fucking mystery what happened. No. You were you clearly did something. You're alone with this girl in the apartment. She ends up dead. There's a broken beer bottle, like fucking no. holes in the wall, blood everywhere. You can kind of put two and two together. But I don't know if the family wants the details or not. I'm not sure. But I'm glad you kind of ended this swiftly. Right. Didn't and drag we can it out. just I'm not gonna say move on, but we can move on with the sentencing and yeah. you going to jail. Glad you realized
0: well, you deserve it. You know? yeah,
1: glad you came about and realized what you did in a drunken state. Yeah. And said it and now we can do the jail process and exactly. now you can go to jail forever. Yeah. Bye. Like like the
0: police say during this questioning. Uh if you guys want it's on YouTube. It's like yeah. I said, it's like three and a half hours long. I watched it all. And uh they actually say, Listen, we know something happened. We yeah. we know we have how eyeballs. slash what happened. Yeah. But we don't know why. Why did Fidel do what he did? He, they said, we're trying to, w- we got point A and point B, but we're trying to connect the two. Right. And the connection was, why did you do this? It took two and a half hours for him to say, well, she murmured her ex-husband's name twice yeah. during, you know, drunken sex. But, I mean, yeah, it, it is what it is, sadly. like I could
1: see that too, because I could see, I don't think you could put two and two together. It's without. Right, you you could, but you still wouldn't get an outcome that made sense. Yeah, you would get holes in the wall and blood and a dead woman, but what happened in between? Exactly like you said, people would wonder forever what happened.
0: Yeah, I want to know. Um, as we kind of wrap this case up. Yeah. Uh, I I enjoy a lot of um, even if you I don't know if you would consider it true crime. I suppose you would, but the interrogation process Mm. of a lot of these things um even ones like uh before you joined the podcast i covered Lauren giddings and Mm. stephen mcdaniel and he was another one the interrogation or the questioning of him uh the difference between when he realizes he is caught and not caught if if i'm remembering that correctly yeah um i just find that very interesting so i want to know obviously for our listeners if they find i mean i'm sure they find it interesting but i like I almost prefer that type of true crime versus some of the other even compared to some of the ones that how we do it here sometimes
1: in the in the kind of the same field as Chris Watson in that one and I'll shut up I promise is that like them going off on their own and doing their own public thing that they think is going to save them or look good yes feeds the interview which and the prosecutors and did. You so, just gave us so much evidence, bro. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes, that was. You're I being actually fucking weird.
0: I actually, I'm, I'm thinking of the interrogation, but yeah. also I forgot. So, Stephen McDaniel, go back. Or <laughs> Actually, I think I have it listed you under Lauren Giddings. You have to see it, guys. He's yeah. on the news when he finds out they find her body. Yeah. And Just you scroll guys, back way on our Instagram. You'll find it. It's like episode yeah. three, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. So, um, yes. I. It, again, like you yeah. said, idiots. So bad. Idiots. Dude. Yeah. And but, I think that was back when we were talking about, yes, uh, thank God these criminals are idiots. Yeah. So um, oh, let me know. Shit. Let me know, listeners out there or viewers, watchers on YouTube, what you guys think about uh, ca- certain cases that I might cover like this, where it's more about. Um, or you know the the questioning and interrogation yep, is true. involved. Uh, if you enjoy it or like it, definitely there's got to be people
1: know. out there like you that like that stuff. Oh, more. I'm sure. I don't have the patience, but yeah. I can appreciate it. Yeah.
0: You mean you don't want to watch a three and a half hour interrogation? Uh, I'm good. Interrogation? All right.
1: Well, I'll leave that to the police and me and you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. Well, I think uh, I think that's all we got for today. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed yeah. it. Um, I hope if you've gotten this far. Uh, mm-hmm. You're gonna remember this one. I, I'm not gonna say. I hope yeah. you remember it. I, I'm pretty sure I you get will. It. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you guys are this far, feel free, follow us on Instagram, leave you know a review or a, a rating on Spotify and all the different podcasts. Uh, on
1: the next episode, we're gonna try and get yes. all the comments, messages, and stuff. We're just yeah. kind of stacking on it up.
0: Spotify. I think we have a question where if you click oh. into the. Uh, actual episode itself you can answer what you thought of the episode oh and i you didn't can even answer know that, that too okay. yeah so feel free doing that also apple podcast where you can leave actual reviews like yeah. so yeah, yeah if you guys enjoyed it i hope you do those things <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i don't know what i <laughs> was do gonna say the there. Things. yes mm-hmm. right, anything okay. else you gotta say before we uh mm. adios these motherfuckers no
1: i'm excited no. for the things to come there's some new things we're gonna try and stuff but Ooh. yeah
0: all right, Same well, point. hope you guys enjoyed it. has been mm-hmm. another episode of the True Crime Banter Podcast, and we will talk to you next
2: time. Bye.